Welcome everyone to this special episode of On the Safe Side. This is Alan Ferguson, Associate Editor with Safety and Health Magazine, the official magazine of the National Safety Council. I'm also your host for the final week of our National Safety Month 2022 podcast series. And throughout National Safety Month, the National Safety Council offers free resources to the public, such as infographics, fact sheets, articles, a social media kit, and much more. NSC members also receive exclusive posters, tip sheets, safety talks, and webinars, plus additional resources to keep workers safe this month and all year long. You can access NSC's National Safety Month resources at nsc.org nsm. This week, we're discussing slips, trips, and falls with David Consider, Senior Safety Consultant at the National Safety Council. Our listeners may remember that David and fellow NSC Senior Safety Consultant Joanne Dankert appear on Episode 9 to talk about powered industrial trucks. So, David, thank you so much for joining us once again here on The Safe Side. Yeah, always great to partner with you and our listeners on these podcasts. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Alan. First question, let's start with falls from heights, which are the third leading cause of workplace fatalities, according to NSC's injury facts. What are the common problems or issues that lead to these kind of falls? Let's first put this topic into perspective with some facts and data, if I may. So following highway crashes and intentional injuries by persons, falls to a lower level is the third leading fatal workplace event, just as you pointed out, and the fifth leading event resulting in cases with days away from work. Historically, falls are the leading cause of fatalities in construction. Furthermore, falls can cause more deaths in construction than any other hazard. Matter of fact, accounting for about one-third of all of our fatalities in the industry. And a worker doesn't have to fall from a high level to suffer fatal injuries. Though construction workers are most at risk for fatal falls from heights, matter of fact, more than seven times the rate of other industries, but falls can happen anywhere, even at your typical desk job. Now, as far as the common problems or issues that lead to these, we must recognize that these incidents involving falls are generally complex events, frequently involving a variety of factors. And consequently, we must deal with both the human and equipment-related issues in protecting workers from our fall hazards. So, David, what are some ways employers and workers can help avoid those issues? Specific recommendations to help avoid these issues, we would conduct a hazard assessment for each job or task as necessary, such as our infamous JSAs, job safety analysis or job hazard analysis. We could develop a corrective action plan, which is going to tell us how we're going to abate hazards and prevent employee exposure. We could provide safety training for all of our employees so our workers can recognize and avoid those unsafe conditions and ultimately control or eliminate those hazards that they see and that we see in the workplace. Some other ideas, we could hold frequent crew safety meetings such as tailboard or tailgate meetings. We need to ensure that we're utilizing appropriate personal protective equipment. Uh, And we can do that by conducting a PPE hazard assessment. 
We could uh, utilize a stop work program or something similar to that. As far as supervisors, we need to make sure that all of our supervisors are trained as well and familiar with the applicable OSHA standards. We should also ensure that our supervisors are conducting informal reviews of the workplace conditions to ensure that the site is relatively free of unknown or suspected hazards and that employees are adhering to company safety policies and procedures. From a regulatory perspective, and if that is applicable, employers may be required to create a site-specific fall protection plan, which is going to lay out specific details, such as where employees are going to tie off and where guardrails are going to be, as examples. And lastly, we could have a fall protection permit system in place, focusing specifically on fall protection during inspections and in order to plan for those potential falls in those risky areas. As you and I both know, NSC's Work to Zero website, available at nsc.org slash work to zero, details some technologies that can help regarding falls from heights. Uh, what are some other helpful resources out there? Some other resources that could be available, we would recommend consulting with professionals and uh, having them assess building designs to figure out where those fall exposures and where those workers and end users are at risk. We could also direct you to OSHA's website, OSHA.gov. They also have some great OSHA consultation programs for smaller businesses. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention NIOSH. NIOSH also has some great tools out there. That's the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. We could also use our workers' compensation company or our insurance broker, right? That loss control representative that comes out and that's partnered with our companies. We could look at industry associations and network that way. Perhaps there's labor groups out there, depending on your industry or unions. And of course, the National Safety Council. When it comes to slips, trips, and falls at the same level, what are the common problems or issues that lead to these incidents? First, let's take a look from 30,000 foot view and identify some of those problems or issues that we may see there. Perhaps we don't have the upper management or leadership visible support and commitment. Perhaps we're not involving our employees in the process or the program. Perhaps we're not providing our workers with the correct tools and equipment to perform the job safely. We could have a lack of training or insufficient training. And then we need to ask ourselves, do we have any enforcement out there or coaching moments on the spot when we see an unsafe hazard or a condition when it arises? If we take a step back and go to a 10,000 foot level, specifically some of those common problems and issues that lead to these fall incidents could be workers disconnected from their lifeline. Perhaps they're working around unprotected openings or skylights. They're using defective equipment. Perhaps they're overreaching, maybe standing on top of or on the top step of a stepladder, placing the ladder on unlevel footing, using a ladder on top of a scaffold, or perhaps standing on those guardrails on a scaffold and or possibly climbing on the cross braces, uh, just to name a few. 
What are some ways workers and employers can avoid those problems? Well, first and foremost, I think it's important uh, for us to realize that these falls are 100% preventable. Whether we are working from a roof, from a ladder, or a scaffold, it's important for us to plan ahead to get the job done safely. We must also assess the risks and provide and use the right equipment. And lastly, we got to train everyone how to use the equipment safely. And let's also determine if working from a height is even absolutely necessary, or if there is another way to do the task safely. All this leads me into our infamous hierarchy of controls. But when it comes to fall protection, ultimately what we want to ask ourselves is, are we able to eliminate this hazard completely? So in order to avoid falls, employers should coordinate the design with the architect, prefabricate in a controlled work environment, and perhaps ensure that possibly we can work at ground level instead of at a height. The next step in the hierarchy of controls is for us to look at substituting. As an example, maybe we involve a change in the sequence of activities or an adjustment in the project schedule. The next step in our hierarchy of controls really gets into that engineering controls bucket, uh, which involves establishing an edge protection system, perhaps guardrails, maybe a safety net, just to name a few examples there. And then we look at the administrative controls. We could involve restriction of access to certain areas. Maybe we even set up warning line systems. And lastly, in the hierarchy of controls, which we know is the least effective solution, is issuing our workers personal protective equipment, such as fall restraints and fall arrest systems. Thank you so much once again, David, for joining us for the special National Safety Month podcast series. And thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in from wherever you are, and we appreciate all that you do to keep everyone safe. Be sure to check out our other special episodes at safetyandhealthmagazine.com slash podcast. Most of all, please remember to stay on the safe side.